Hey, Cheesemosas. I'm Igby. I'm Stephanie. And we are the Cheese Queens. Still not doing it. Why not? Don't be a bitch. <laughs> First of all, that's not why I'm a bitch. Second of all, <laughs> I do what I want. Oh my gosh. Anyways. Anyway. Anyway. We're back. We're back. <laughs> Welcome back. Had a little week break so that Lifetime could show their panel of experts, air quotes. <laughs> Did you watch it? Did no. you watch this thing? I didn't watch it either. The like season is already like hella long. Why do we need to have extra filler episodes? Like, what is the point of this? No one cares for the most part what these people think. I heard the biggest takeaway was that Kevin was finally back in the studio instead of on the TV for the first time in like three seasons. <laughs> he finally got vaccinated. <laughs> I was just going to say, is that what you th- think it was? Yep. I think so. <laughs> I think so, too. Yeah, and it was like a marathon day. They showed the whole, I don't know how many, uh, 11 episodes before. Yeah. And then showed the special to recap. And I was like, yeah, your fan base is already caught up. So, and they've already formed their opinions. So. <laughs> yeah, and how many times are you going to show these same, like, Five clips over and over and over that you've been showing over and over and over. For real. We get it. Y'all suck at your jobs. These people <laughs> hate each other. They're not going to live happily ever after. We just want to see the dumpster fire already. Jeez. We want to see it all fall apart. <laughs> get to it. <laughs> well, I guess you're not one of those fans who are hoping and rooting for a love story. No. No. <laughs> From who? I'm rooting Normal for... Normal people, Steve and Noy? No, I'm not even rooting for them anymore. Not after this episode. Not after this episode. I am rooting for Jasmine and Michael. That's about okay. it. Yeah, yeah. Still holding out hope for Jasmine and Michael. But everybody else should not be together. <laughs> after this episode. But anyway, wait. Let's not get it there yet. We'll talk about that soon. Um, hey, yeah. But welcome back. We're so glad you came back. We are covering Married at First Sight, Season 14, Episode 12 today. But before we get into that, we're going to go into some cheesemit. And if you don't know by now, cheesemit means gossip. So, Igby, you have any cheesemit? Mm, we have a couple of little things going on that I saw on the street. Um, we saw our good friend from last season. Zach is back on social media. He ain't my friend. <laughs> You can add him as a friend now. Nah, I'm good. <laughs> you don't want to slide in those DMs? Hell no. I mean, you're married, but still. That's also true. <laughs> <laughs> but even if I was not, hell no. <laughs> what, you don't want your 15 minutes of fame? Where's that girl nope. now, I wonder? Yeah. Oh, you know what? That'd be a great little Reddit homework assignment is click on her profile and see what she's been up to. Put a mm. pin in that. Yep. Uh, But yeah, so he posted his first picture on Instagram since November when all Mm -hmm. the drama was going down. Mm -hmm. That was like a three hour episode because we couldn't stop talking about this. Well, it just every minute there was an update. Yeah, it's crazy. (laughs) But he seems to be all smiles. So give him a follow on IG if you feel so inclined. Well, I do hope that one, he's learned his lesson. Two, that he is uh, taking care of his mental health. And three, he's wrapping it up if he hasn't learned anything. So True. True that. Yep. Because you're going to get burned or a baby. Mm-hmm. <laughs> messing around like that. But that's neither here nor there. 
Um, <laughs> the other little piece of cheese may I have is uh, going back to a point you had made in a previous episode uh, when you checked everybody's LinkedIn. We learned that Mark is supposedly uh, working at Chick-fil-A and he has been spotted in the street by a married at first sight viewer behind the counter slinging them chicken sandwiches. Awesome. He's perfect for that. He has like such a great personality for Chick-fil-A. You know what I mean? Because no matter who you go to the the drive-thru or the counter, those people are always happy for some reason. (laughs) That's true. But we still haven't figured out if he's management or owner. And that's what I did say I was going to do my due diligence and look that up as far as the different uniforms and all that kind of stuff. But I couldn't figure, because in the picture, he seems to have on like a red and white, like checkered shirt. I I thought it was striped, but yeah. You thought it was stripes? I thought it was stripes. Okay. Well, red, just solid red is a team member. Blue is a team leader. Gray, orange, or black is usually manager. But managers can also wear blue and white striped shirts also well that was neither of them (laughs) it seems like there's depending on what store you're at there's different policies because sometimes i know i read one thread where somebody was saying that red and white was like a summer theme at their particular location Mm. so it could be that some people say managers do wear red and white stripes uh there's orange if you're a manager trainee there's purple if you're hospitality there's like a whole there's a whole thing (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, sounds like it. I do know that there's also like a marketing, like a field marketing person in each Chick-fil-A that hosts, you know how they have those like little fundraiser nights Mm -hmm. or they sponsor different community events and stuff like that. So I wonder if um, that's one of them too, but I don't know because he would be good at that too. Yeah. He has a good, nice personality with an intense eye thing. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) So... We still don't know exactly what level of Chick-fil-A-dom Mark is, <laughs> but we do know that he works at one, doing something. Yes. Well, good for Mark. He's not the cow. He is not the cow. And he's off Probably. every Sunday. <laughs> no, nah, they could put some 16-year-old who's trying all the TikTok moves. In the cow. In the cow. Yeah, that's what I would do. That's manager. <laughs> my old, well, not my local Chick-fil-A anymore, but my old Chick-fil-A used to have a cow that had scrubs because it's across the street from the hospital. Oh, that is cute. He'd dance in the morning. Out in front Love of the it. Love it. Scrubs for a cow. They think of everything. <laughs> I know that tickled you probably every time. It did. <laughs> it brought me joy. Oh, love it. What else you got? Um, That's about it. Oh, okay. I took my spring break seriously. <laughs> well... What I have is Alyssa has changed her little description. I want to say this is Instagram. I think so. Yeah. You're right. Well, uh, her, the, her handle is Alyssa underscore rescues. And under the descriptor, it says dog rescuer slash good person. So she's kind of being contrite and making fun of herself, which is probably her best bet. <laughs> At this point. <laughs> At this point. <laughs> I would have loved if someone had made like a, a reel of all the time. She said, I'm a good person, but I'm a good person. I'm glad no I one just, did. I'm sure someone did. We just haven't seen it. I know. Please don't make me do this. 
<laughs> I really want it done. <laughs> it's too late. Let her go. Let her die. Maybe at the season finale, it's a tribute. <laughs> Somebody else. So I guess she's cashing in also on her quote unquote fame. Somebody, uh, a salon, I guess, who does her hair, her extensions and, and whatnot, posted her pictures and like a series of like nice looking pictures and uh, come to our salon. I don't know. As seen on Married at First Sight, Alyssa is showing yada, yada, yada. So they were using her kind of like a model. Cool that's, story, yeah. bro. I know. I was like, that's about <laughs> it. That's about that. <laughs> anyway, that's enough about Alyssa. Thank you. Uh, they are now casting for Married at First Sight in Nashville. So if you live in Nashville, um, don't don't apply. <laughs> that sounds like a bad idea. <laughs> and how about all the... Um, Let's talk about April Fool's Day and how you fell for Lifetime's April Fool's joke. <laughs> they got you. They did. They were the first fool I saw of the day. <laughs> I wasn't even thinking. I was busy working and took a small mental break to check Instagram. Lifetime put up a post where they were saying they're having a celebrity edition of Married at First Sight featuring uh, Jana Kramer, Vivica A. Fox, Kelly Who, Lana, Lonnie Love, and um, yeah, I don't think that that would actually be really good, but I don't know how that would work. <laughs> and I would hope they like matched them with normal guys. Yeah. <laughs> that would be incredible. But yeah. But no, it was a joke. Bigby fell for it. I was like, what? <laughs> What's happening? <laughs> and then I started looking at the comms and I was like, oh, it's April 1st. They got you. They got you. Um, uh, April Fool's joke that didn't land was from Vincent Season 12, who posted, sadly, due to some personal issues, I have to move back to the Dominican Republic permanently. And then, of course, put April Fool's. That's not happening. And then, of course, people started commenting, saying immigration is not a joke and... Why would you joke about this? Blah, 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 blah. So that one didn't land as much. Why would they even care? What does that have to do with you? Nothing? I don't know. It didn't say, even as far as the show, it's not, he didn't say they're getting a divorce or anything. He just said, you need to move. Okay, bye. (laughs) I don't know why someone would take that personally. You know what I mean? Yeah. (laughs) Or be that invested in it. Like, so just people are extra sensitive these days but another little tidbit it's not any cheese but it is interesting someone did the success rate of the experts of all the seasons so uh this was on reddit it says over the 13 completed seasons of married at first sight 49 couples have been matched 29 of them 59 percent chose to stay married on decision day out of which more than half have divorced or filed for divorce or announced their divorce this would make the American version of Married at First Sight have a success rate of 29.5%, which is, in the writer's opinion, terrible odds. So why would anyone call these people experts or trust them? Well, there's that. <laughs> <laughs> Just putting that out there. Just thought it was interesting. Now, what I would want to know is how, if it's declining, because I oh. know we talked last time about how they um, have had different ethics experts over the years Mm -hmm. so i wonder or maybe even that like compared to each other what's the success rate like who's better at matching than others you're gonna make me do homework and a pie chart and math and math (laughs) but that is very interesting maybe i will do that 
I have time. Have fun. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not doing it. I'm not running the numbers. I'm just putting it out. Okay. Well, I am curious. So might that might happen. And then I'll have an ongoing spreadsheet where I can add each season. Okay, Bow. I do. I won't. I do love an Excel spreadsheet. I hate them <laughs> because I, it's all I do all day, every day. <laughs> I hate them. I spend at least three hours a day every morning in Excel crunching the number. Enjoy it. Um, but yeah, that's all the cheese I have. Not much. The only other little bit I wanted to talk about was, I don't know if you're blind or not, you may have noticed one of our cast members this season looks a little bit different in this episode. <laughs> if you didn't notice, some point between then and now... Elajuan has gotten a gigantic neck sleeve tattoo that's covering his entire like chin to chest, his entire neck. It looks like people are trying to figure out what it is. You can't really tell. It kind of looks like predator or like a. <laughs> it has like teeth or horns or I don't know what the hell it is. It just looks like a big dark mess. And so now... There's a conspiracy like, is this an F you to production? Because this is going to cause a huge continuity issue mm -hmm. for the show. Because, and I'm pretty sure I would imagine it would be in their contract that they can't make any drastic changes to their appearance during this process. So for you to put a giant tattoo in a place where it's not easily hidden is a big deal. And yeah. we even see in this episode that from scene to scene... He sometimes has it and sometimes doesn't. They're trying to cover it up, but you can still see it because it's so big. Yeah. And so that's, we're not dumb. Like, okay, if you're showing us this scene where he has this tattoo, how much further down the line did y'all film this saying that it was in that moment? Exactly. Broadacity. Indeed. Yeah. I don't know why he would do this other than that to mess it all up. But again, they can't blame him for a bad edit when he's done what he's done. He said what he said. That's true. Let's get into it. Let's get into it. I want to. I want to jump into the mess that is Katina and Elajuan. But let's not forget what we forgot last time. <laughs> we are covering Married at First Sight, season fourteen, episode twelve. Igby, hit me with the title. Settling in or just settling, Katina. Uh. <laughs> She even says it in this episode. She's like, I don't want to go back to dating. It is what it is. That's what she says. It is what it is. To me, that's, I'm settling. This is good enough. Bro, I know the streets is tough. I'm out here with you, dog. But I, it couldn't be me, man. It could not. Not with this man. Mm -mm. I couldn't do it. Let me be a spinster forever then. Love right? It. Like, this is not. This ain't this, it. This is a terrible option. I would rather be alone than deal with that. Yeah. He is but that's too just me. Much. Too much. But the episode kicks off where we left off last time. Katina and Elajuan had their big blow up. Katina has apparently gone to Jasmina and Michael's apartment for comfort. Uh, I thought it was interesting that Katina does not like dogs. They, they had to put Mr. Feeney away. Yep. I'm not. Remember how she was with the horse? I don't think she's a big animal person. Oh, maybe so. But Feeny just looks like such a cutie patootie. But Jasmina did make make her pet him, <laughs> pet him first, and then I'll put him away. <laughs> so she explains the whole situation to them. 
she tells him about the dating app on her phone and both of them looked a little shocked at first. Mm -hmm. And then is that, then she says, you know, he clicked on it and it went to the login page. I obviously haven't used it in a long time. Here's, here's something though. Have you noticed? And she has an iPhone, right? Yeah. They both have iPhones. Mm -hmm. When I haven't used an app in a long time, it shows that the cloud, the cloud to like re-download it. it. Mm -hmm. So the fact that that wasn't there, it's a little strange, right? How many days do you not use it for it to go hidden like that? Yeah. Take a sip. <laughs> <laughs> I thought about that um, while she was saying this. I was like, wait, shouldn't it just have to re-download? But anyway. And well, that's the thing too. Like just log in. It shows how long ago you sent a message to somebody or the last time you were active. Like if you haven't been using it, it should show like last message was six weeks ago or however long ago it was. Yeah, that's true. And to that point on After Party, that podcaster um, guest, I forgot her name, Sarah, I don't know, whatever her name is. Um, she said that, uh, I think Keisha's like, how would you have handled this situation? And she's like, probably the wrong way. I would ask them to log in so I could see all their, their information. I mean, we said that last episode, that mm -hmm. would have nipped everything in the bud. Mm -hmm. I don't think that's the wrong answer. <laughs> If you really, really wanted to know, yeah, that's like, the right answer. Yeah. I mean, there's if you have nothing to hide and it is what it is, whatever. Jasmina says that when Olajuwon is upset, he often says things that he doesn't mean. But that doesn't mean he should say or do what he did at the dinner, right? He just completely embarrassed her and made everybody super awkward. Michael says that Olajuwon is so hot and emotional right now that logic isn't even a thing. He's not even thinking straight, so he can't hear what she's trying to say. And Katina's just upset that Olajuwon thinks that she's not taking their marriage serious enough. He's just going to use this one little thing against their whole relationship. And then she starts to cry. And in an ITM, Jasmine is like, she doesn't like seeing this. She doesn't like that her friend is hurt because Katina is not a crier. And the fact that she's crying, that means like she's really cut deep. She is hurting and she's not liking it. Then it goes back to them and Olajuwon has been saying all this time that he's talking, what is he, what is the phrase? He's talking with her and not at her. Mm -hmm. And so that's another reason Katina's upset is that when it came down to it, he couldn't put it in action. Mm -hmm. And she doesn't know if she can voice that to him because now they're not even talking. So they're kind of at a standstill at this point. The next scene, we see Michael going to Olajuwon to try and talk sense into him, I guess, or kind of just see where he's at so that they can get over this hump. Is he high? Is the sky blue? <laughs> he is high as fuck, right? Is the grass green? <laughs> and he's just, he's not, he's not reasonable at the moment. <laughs> he wants her to start the conversation and he wants her to apologize. Mike is asking him if he believes Katina and, you know, that she intentionally has that app on her phone if she's on the app and using it. And it doesn't look like he believes Katina at all with her story. He brings up how he deleted all his apps. Again, he's said that before. He's changed his hair because she apparently didn't like his uh, faux hawk or whatever he had before. Mm hmm um she probably still doesn't like his hair because it's going away and um <laughs> he's just butthurt 
he's butthurt that it's on her phone in the first place. He says that she's really smart. So therefore, how I interpreted that is that she's sneaky. Because she's so smart, he's sneaky. And he's played those games before. And and that's I think that's the whole thing. Yep. Is that he's done all this. He's been the sneaky guy before. And so he's just projecting that on Katina. And Katina's not that person. You can just tell. I know we don't know her. But you can tell that she's pretty honest and genuine and kind of into this guy for some weird reason. Why would she jeopardize that? Especially when she complains so much about how hard it is dating. In an ITM, Elijah says that he's given his heart to her in such a short amount of time. And her having this dating app on her on her phone shows that she's halfway in and halfway out and that the commitment and trust isn't there. When they get back to the guys, Mike asks, what if she apologizes? And it sounds like he'll accept it, but that he's still not going to trust her. And it's not how it's not going to be like how it used to be. And this is where the continuity error happens next. <laughs> they do a diary cam of Katina and Lajuan. Supposedly, they stayed up and had a conversation off camera. And they've come to an understanding. Katina knows that seeing the dating app on her phone made Lajuan feel a certain way. And Lajuan knows that speaking to her the way he did was wrong. And now they've squashed it and now they're good. And then they give a little kiss. But this is where he has the gigantic neck tattoo. And then we get to the next scene, which is with Coach Mac. And the tattoo is gone. Just like his shirt magically disappears. Now we're going to have the (laughs) fade in, fade out of this giant neck tattoo. Yeah. Did you see the meme of who wore it better? And they put like a neck tattoo on Elijah and a neck tattoo on Mark the Shark. No, I did not see that. <laughs> it's really funny. Is it a shark tattoo? No, it's the same uh, tattoo. It's just really, it just doesn't look, oh, someone's up. So yeah, so the next scene we see Olajuwon is meeting with Coach Mac, his mentor and his father figure. And he's telling, he's rehashing the story of what happened, the dating app, but it's like this rosy colored picture. Like the, he's making it into like the best light that the argument can be. Um which is interesting. He's kind of like just glossing over it, really. And he he's, he admits that he popped off, but he apologized. And she apologized. And it was real. And they've had a good conversation. So now they're good. And that's basically what he said, right? It was really short. And um, I don't know. I don't know how I, I... How do you take that? Do you think... Is it him trying to make this guy who's important to him not hate his wife? But... Or do you think it's just him trying to not make himself look bad? That I think he's trying to save face more than anything. Okay. Maybe so. I like Coach Mac. I like Coach Mac. He has some good advice. Um, he says that happens to the best of us. People get into arguments. He knows how Olajuwon is. And he knows that Olajuwon doesn't have a bad bone in his body. Mm, I don't know. But his advice <laughs> is to watch his mouth. Because what is said cannot be unsaid. Getting mad isn't a bad thing, but it's how you deal with it that matters. Um, so he needs to take that advice. That's a good one. Mm-hmm. He tells Elijah that people are different, the way they were raised, the experiences they've had. But the one thing they that him and Katina should have in common and agree to is how to respect the sanctity of their vow that they took with each other. No matter what happens, they have to work on it. And there shouldn't be anything that can break that bond if what they have is real. And in the ITM, Coach Max says that they both seem like really genuine and authentic people. And he hopes that they keep being honest and speaking up uh, with each other. 
because bottling things up is not good for any marriage. And it looks like Olajuwon wants this connection and is willing to work and build trust. And they joke and say that in 40 years that Olajuwon's going to visit the old folks home where Coach Mac is and bring him food and tell him about his wife and 15 grandchildren. It's a lot of children. Coach Mac has some, uh, I don't know, it's wildly optimistic. 40 years? <laughs> you think you're going to be in the old folks home? <laughs> I know. Just I, uh, <laughs> let's hope so. Sure. Uh, sure. I don't know if I want to be that old. That sounds horrible. No, I know I don't. Yeah. I'm annoyed with people now. I can't imagine. <laughs> this next scene is so funny. Katina's having drinks with her sister-in-law, Anna. <laughs> hot mess. It is a hot mess. Anna wants to see pictures like right off the bat. And she's like, well, you can show me that picture. But do you have any with the shirt off? <laughs> she shows her because he just shows her a picture and she's just like makes this face like yeah that's good that's really good and immediately asks if she's hit that or not and katina says no but here's an important thing for 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 katina she cannot say yes on decision day without having sex with elajuan she's got to test drive the car before buying hey well she got, i mean she already bought it but that's true but completely understandable like before the warranty is up. Yup. I think that happened to Mirla. She tested test the car and was like, nah, I'm good. <laughs> Sorry, Gil. But on After Party, did he say he was not going to consummate the marriage? I don't remember. I think he did. I think he said he's not going to do that. So there's that. I don't know. So people on the, okay, people on the internet. what they say, girl? <laughs> some are saying there's like a madonna whore complex thing going on where mm. he doesn't want to sleep with her because then he's mm, gonna put her on a on a level where he puts all these other women mm -hmm. or two he's just not that into her because she's not white mm. so those are the two theories there mm. or three the third one is that he's just not good in bed mm. <laughs> that part that one so yeah so i thought that was interesting that she does not want to say yes unless she's gonna try him out Ugh. and then i just thought about sex with lajuan no thanks <laughs> <Selfish. I'm> just <laughs> <like> a... <laughs> <laughs> i just imagine his dumb face over me Ugh. make me breakfast after this <laughs> God. okay okay reframe my brain go ahead <laughs> So then they discuss the dating app incident. Um, uh, Anna right away was like, it's old. Like, duh. Right? Yeah. And Katina said that, yeah, but she kind of reverted back to trying to protect her mind and protect her heart. Anna says that she should be concerned if he's going to react this way every time something happens. Well, he has. He has reacted this way every time something <laughs> happens. So red flag, Katina. Um, Katina says that they're good now. They've had the hard discussions. She's learned that when he's like this, she just has to stay calm. But she also wants that in him in return. She says he's working on it, but she has to figure out if she has the patience to wait on that change. I don't think he's going to change, but no. my you know, opinion. Anna's advice is that Katina's a total package so that she should just have a good time going forward. Just it's a short time left that they should just have fun, fuck, <laughs> and have a good time. <laughs> good advice. YOLO. Yep. Katina is into Lajuan. 
I put in my notes for some reason. And she got married at first sight because the people she was dating were not serious. And so she's all in with this. This is what she wants. It is what it is. Here I am. He is committed as much as she is. And no matter what obstacles have co- are going to come in their way, they are going to overcome them. So I think that's where the title comes from. Mm. Settling in or settling. I think that's settling. <laughs> then she kisses her sister-in-law goodbye. And Anna tells her that's more action than your man has given you. And somehow Katina falls out of her chair and falls on the ground. And that's how their segment ends there. <laughs> the next scene we see Katina and Elajuan are having a taco Tuesday. They're having fun. They're drinking. The tacos actually look legit, but, you know, they're probably not because they're in Boston. They're not homemade. I know that. That's true, too. And they're not Texas tacos. So what kind of tortillas? Can you imagine what kind of tortillas they have up there? Probably trash tortillas. Uncooked ones. Yeah. No thanks. Yeah. That's what, uh, yeah. I can always tell when someone's not true to it when it's like, you. what do you mean you didn't heat up your tortilla? <laughs> or like, why are you using flour when you should be using corn? Mm-hmm. or the other way around it's like that's not right why are you making enchiladas with flour cor- tortillas no yeah no no, no. they Mm-mm. do <laughs> that sounds horrible katina says she wants to perfect her rice and beans good luck you didn't even start by making these <laughs> <laughs> oh side note also on after party elajuan says his mama is the one who told elajuan to lay off katina about the cooking and so his mama is the only person he listens to and can order him to do whatever and he will do it. And so that's why he has not badgered her, at least in this episode. That we saw. <laughs> that we saw. Yeah. Um, Elijah one's really happy where they are and is excited that she incorporated him into her thing. Because like, apparently Taco Tuesday was her thing with her friends where they'd get together and drink and, and all that. Um, he says that they have a good vibe and it means the world to him that they could come together and do this. And then he, there's this like little weird conversation. He asks her if she ever got in trouble in school. Mm-hmm. And Katina says no, that she just didn't like school. She didn't like going. But she did get in a, a fight once. And they tried to suspend her. And her mom was like, no, she can't stay home because she's just going to watch TV all day. <laughs> Which, truth, yeah. So then she ended up having to be like locked up for three days in a room at school. Shout out to ISS. What, what? I never had that. Me neither. I was a good kid. Um <laughs> He talks about his his trouble, quote unquote. He just talks about taking a long bathroom break, right? That's all this was? Taking a long bathroom break. Yeah, him and his friends like skipping out of class to like hang out. Yeah. By yeah, going to the bathroom. That yeah, was, like, that's used to get out of class. Yeah. I was like And then they got busted by the principal. Yeah, it was just I was like, okay, it's not a major story, but okay. But it's the little things, Igby. The little things like that that make him so happy. You can't paint a picture without details. That's what he tells you. Whatever. <laughs> he says that Katina is brilliant, funny, and he knows she cares. They were low, and now they're good. He's glad he met her. He loves their marriage. He doesn't. He doesn't say "I love you." Right. He says he loves their marriage, and she has this stupid ass grin, and that's where they end their scene. Don't understand. <laughs> don't understand she loves him or loves not dating anymore one of those things i can't like i said before i couldn't do it i'd rather be 
on my own than put up with him. For real. Like, that's the better choice. No, no argument. Like, there's, I don't understand at all. And I guess we won't. <laughs> I guess not. Let's go to Jasmina and Michael. They were so cute this episode. This is like we say, when it's good, it's good. And when it's not, why? I Yeah. But, you know, I think they've gotten over that. I haven't, I don't really see them getting into a fight over little things like that anymore. Getting over a fight over fights. Like, that hasn't happened. So what yeah. could they possibly fight over in the future? Oh, we said that before. They're fighting yeah. about fighting. <laughs> <laughs> but... Let's not even go there. <laughs> and to like we were talking before, now that we've hit the mid-season point, is production switching it up on us? Because now mm. we've seen some different edits in this episode than we'd seen in the first half of the season. Mm-hmm. And we know like in previous seasons, people start out one way and then by the end of it, it's the total opposite of what they originally came in with. Yep. So we'll see if maybe now... Okay, they had a turbulent front end, and now they're going to have, you know, resolve at the end. Mm-hmm. Could be. But nonetheless, we hear Dr. Pepper, she's given her little spiel about how the couples now have to adjust to each other's everyday lives. And we see Michael and Jasmina with Mr. Feeney. And Michael decides that he wants to try Mr. Feeney's treats and takes a bite <laughs> of a dog cookie. Mr. Feeney does not seem pleased by this at all. Because he even he even puts his hand on Michael and is like, hey, that's supposed to be mine. Why are you eating it? <laughs> Give that to me. <laughs> He's licking his chops and everything. But yeah, Michael's like, it's low-key kind of good. And Jasmina <laughs> says, no, it's high-key nasty. <laughs> and she's like in disbelief that he's uh, eating this cookie. But he insists that it's delicious and literally eats the entire treat. Yeah, I was just going to say, he doesn't eat one bite. He, he, the finishes the, he finishes the damn treat. <laughs> so the next scene we see of them, uh, Jasmina is plating up their dinner. They've gotten takeout. And so they're putting it on, you know, fresh plates to make it feel more real. Michael asks her about her day and she says that her office is moving. And we know she's a like preschool teacher, right? I think so. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so he was asking her if she, if the new place is going to be closer or further from their apartment. She says it's going to be about the same uh, as far as the commute goes. And he asks if he says that he asked because he thinks eventually it'll be easier for her to drive to work instead of taking the train. And she's like, wait, you're going to take me? And he's like, no, you're going to be able to take yourself. You need to learn how to drive. <laughs> so Michael has come up with this bright idea that he's going to teach Jasmina how to drive. He says that he found out that she didn't know how to drive um, during their wedding. She's never even taken the test. She says, why even waste my money? (laughs) Uh, And they show a flashback of her talk of them talking about this. And in that flashback too, he says he wants it to be a goal for them as a couple for her to learn how to drive, take her permit test. That's going to be mission number one for them as a couple. So he's making good on that promise. And he's prepared some flashcards with like basic driver's ed kind of questions to see where she's at. So while they're eating, they're going to (laughs) study. Uh, Michael also tells us that Jasmina not driving means a lot of responsibility falls on him because he has to be the one to run errands and pick up Mr. Feeney and stuff like that because she doesn't drive. So right now it's not a big deal, but in the future it could be. So it's something that he wants to work for so that he's not like her forever Uber. Yeah. Which makes a lot of sense. Yeah. Once this experiment is over and you're going back to your regular work schedule and all that stuff, you might not be able to 
be as flexible as far as running errands and transporting Feeney and doing all the things that need to be done on top yeah. of whatever you have going for yourself. And so. if they go all the way and they have a family or something like that, you know. Dragging the baby on the train. Exactly. <laughs> so they go through the questions. Jasmina does pretty well. Uh, she got about 80%. I think they asked five questions and she got four out of five right. Uh, the only one that she missed was uh, what you should do if someone cuts you off. <laughs> She says what most of us would do, which is curse and flick them off. <laughs> but do not recommend. Don't do that. That could end bad. Road rage is a real thing, especially nowadays. Just, I know. I don't mess with nobody. I don't do that. I don't mean to, but sometimes <laughs> I get caught in the moment. Like we said before, their chemistry seems really good here. They seem to really be enjoying each other's company and having a good time. Yeah. So next scene, we're going to Mr. Morinci's School of Driving. <laughs> did you go to driving school or did your parents teach you no i i went to driving school but every time i had to take a test i failed it and the instructor would erase the numbers to make it add to 70 so that i would get out of their class what <laughs> <laughs> you know they score you and you have to pass with the 70 i wouldn't make it to 70 so they would erase it the numbers and make it add to 70 because that's how bad of a driver I was in high school and that's why you picked me up all the time because I was a bad driver and I was I, I you know I was kind of like Jasmine I'm, I was terrified to drive I was not ready or mature enough to drive no thank you I don't think I ended up driving till I had to drive my even my brother took me to junior uh, college mm -hmm. my first year until he couldn't take me and I think the first time I drove myself I, I got in the parking lot and immediately got out and threw up because I was so nervous about driving. Wow. I just not, a, I just, I, and even now I'm not a confident driver. I can get to places, but like back, back put backing up into a parking space. Nope. Can't do it. <laughs> I, like it's too nerve wracking for me. Yeah. I'm not, I'm not a big fan of the driving myself. Parking in general, I like gives me great anxiety. Really? So yes. Like, yeah and my husband recently just purchased a big truck and mm -hmm. he wants me to drive it to austin or wherever for my job and i was like nope i can't do that like I, he's like it's bigger it'll protect you more and i was like that means nothing to me i can't park it at h-e-b what makes you think i can drive it to austin <laughs> this is why i have a two-door car exactly yes that's my next uh purchase is just like i don't know a uh, prius or something <laughs> Sounds good to me. Yeah, I do not fancy driving at all. Shout out to work from home now. I don't ever have to drive across town. Yeah. But yeah, <laughs> I went to driving school too. I wasn't as bad as you. <laughs> I did pass. I think even one time I went driving without my contact. Oh my God. <laughs> He's like, we need to pull over now. I was like, I just have one contact. <laughs> it was bad. Yeah, in my driving school, like, all we did was, like, run errands for the instructor. Like, that was our road practice. <laughs> like, I distinctly remember going to Church's Chicken, getting food, and taking it to his house. Oh, my gosh. Like, <laughs> and that was our pra our driving practice for the day. Residential oh dear. Or mm. if you went on, like, the weekend, like, Friday or Saturday, we would go downtown to, like, car shows, like, at the pig stand. And that what? was our driving practice. Or we would like cruise downtown like Friday, Saturday nights. And okay. that was like street driving. 
learning your one-way streets and all that kind of stuff. I think I even cried one time. It might have been after the one contact incident and the driver instructor got mad at me. And then one of our friends um, was like, oh, that was you? They talked about that in my <laughs> my driving class. I was like, yeah, that was, that was me. Yeah, so. like I couldn't, if you paid me $100 right now, I probably could not parallel park. Yeah, no way. No I think I've maybe done it one time in real life. We sound crazy. Anyway, that, we talked way too much about this. Let's move on. <laughs> They're in the empty parking lot. Michael is already nervous. He says that Jasmina is too happy and that's what's making him nervous. She should be the one that's nervous. <laughs> but nonetheless, he's determined to teach her how to drive. And in ITM, Jasmina says that she's always been very nervous about driving. But today, she doesn't feel that way so much. She doesn't know if it's Michael that's making her mood change. But the fact that he is nervous is making it more fun for her. <laughs> Poor Mr. Feeney is in the back seat. Like, why am I here? Why did I? I didn't need to come on this field trip. I know. He puts his head in like the corner like, oh, hell no. I can't even enjoy looking out the window. <laughs> oh, so maybe Jasmine is a driver like you. She's got it in it. An instant fail, like as soon as they start, <laughs> because she didn't check any, any of her mirrors or anything before taking off. But the whole driving school sequence is hilarious. Like she's trying to weave through the little cones and turn and it's just a mess. Um, she's like, which one's the brake? Which one's the gas? <laughs> <laughs> yes, I'm, I wasn't that bad. I did recently back up into my neighbor's um, guest's car and then I was like, fuck. And my other neighbor was out. He's like, it's fine. Let's go check it out. And then he like spit on it and rubbed it. He's like, you're fine. Drive away. And I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> it looked fine. It's all good. Stepping out here, dinging people's cars. I, I guess I should have. There was. It didn't look like. It didn't look bad. It's just a little, little tap, little tappy tap. Mm -hmm. But yeah, I was like, Jasmina did not check back my mirror before back. <laughs> uh, but yeah, nonetheless, the whole sequence is super cute, and I want them to work. I do too. This was so cute. And again, they were just laughing, having a good time. Mm -hmm. But next, but are, but are they, you think they're buds or are they like flirty? That's the thing. Like, yeah. It, like Elijah Wan said, is it marriage energy or is it friend energy or whatever? Fuck that dude. Let's not bring him up anymore. <laughs> <laughs> or we, or you can bring him up and every time we're just gonna say, fuck that guy. <laughs> I mean, someone thought of a drinking game where every time Elijah Wan says my wife, you take a shot drunk hell yeah so next we see michael and jasmina are meeting and talking with family about their relationship michael is gonna meet up with big sister claire who we love, love her and jasmina is talking to her mom on skype or zoom or whatever mm -hmm. uh, michael tells claire how he and jasmina are finally on the same page he's also worried that they're at a standstill though in their relationship because they haven't been intimate in any way um michael is realizing that he's been in his head most of this time as per usual <laughs> right he's anticipating every single move and that's not healthy and it's not helping them uh, he wants jasmina to reciprocate the effort that he's putting into their relationship as well he says mentally physically emotionally we need to be on the up and up and if there's any part of the relationship that's taken three steps back then saying yes on decision day is not going to happen so again they need to keep progressing forward in order for them to get to a yay on mm -hmm. decision day. With Jasmina, she admits to her mother that she isn't feeling a romantic connection with Michael yet. She says that there's no tension, 
And she says that he's doing a lot better with communication, but also that it's been a month and she doesn't have feelings for him. She's not closed off to him. Her heart is open, but for sure those feelings have to come. And she says that it would be a no on decision day for her if she hasn't developed any romantic feelings by then, which is understandable. I mean, why would you want to be married to somebody that you have no romantic feelings towards? Which is interesting because they're just so... um... You know, they're just getting along so well. Mm-hmm. You would think even like something so um, intimate as sharing, like they're not even messing around or anything, but like sharing a bed is so intimate. Mm-hmm. You would think that something, something. would manifest there. But, mm. They like lace like stiff as a board next to each other. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they're like coughing. <laughs> My dad sleeps like that. That's not weird at all. <laughs> is he a vampire? I, no, is he? They grew up in a three-bedroom house but with nine children so he slept on the couch so mm. how do you not fall out of the couch you sleep like you're sleeping in a car <laughs> he was the oldest <laughs> the imprinting Jeez. I, I know uh so in their final scene we see jasmina and michael spending quality time together they're gonna make lasagna rolls for dinner uh, michael is head chef and jasmina is his faithful assistant Uh, Since she's been doing all the cooking in the relationship, since they've been living together, he decides he's going to show off his skills that night. Uh, Jasmina says that he's never cooked for her, so it's nice to see that he does appreciate her and she feels cared for. Basically, during the scene, they talk about how they're overcoming the hurdles in their relationship and how things are improving. At the end, they taste their final product and, you know, he feeds Jasmina a bite and she has to get a little groove going, you know, when the food hits. It'd be hitting. <laughs> yep. It looked good. Not gonna lie. Why did I they tried. make it in such a big pan? Yeah, and then they had a smaller pan with it something else in it. Yeah, no. Mm. I don't know if like if it's like a Noy and Steve situation where like one's gluten free and one isn't oh. or something like that dietary wise. Yeah, maybe. Or him if he has macros that he keeps since he's a personal trainer. I don't know. Mm. But she said it was good. It was a little salty, but it was still delicious. <laughs> and you know, they that's how they end. Dancing away oh. in the kitchen, having a good time. Cute. I it was them. cute. Um, let's move on to the couple that used to be cute, but they're not cute anymore. Cute. Cute. I did not like Noi in this episode at all. Nope. She the tide is turning on Noi. Yeah. She's giving Elijah one vibes. Yeah. I need a maid, not a spouse. <laughs> yeah, and here's the thing, like I understand if you're not working, then your household is your job, right? Like, that's a stay-at-home mom. My sister-in-law is an amazing stay-at-home mom, and she manages the household, the budget, the cooking, and everything. Her house always looks tidy. Her kids all are normal. Um, So that's nice. (laughs) But you know what I mean? Like, she really takes it seriously in in her Mm -hmm. job, but... So I understand where Noi's coming from, that Steve should be taking on these responsibilities. But the way she's going about it, it's just so icky. Like, instead of having a genuine, real conversation about what her issues are, she's just coming off as a bitch. (laughs) Yeah, and too, like, I think they brought it up on After Party, and we've talked about it too. It's not that Steve is unemployed. He's Mm -hmm. self-employed. So just because he's not doing a nine-to-five doesn't mean he's not working or not doing anything. Right. So, I mean, there's- That's a true too. It's the same yeah. thing with like Elijah and Katina. Just because she's working from home doesn't mean that she's mm-hmm. not doing anything. 
She's working yeah. still. That's the, yeah. So it is, then it is, if you're looking at it at that place, then it is completely different because he is working, right? right? Maybe it's part-time or Just, whatever. Cause she claims that she hasn't seen it. So that's why she's acting the yeah. way she's acting. But I don't know. He logs into his uh, coin base every day and looks at his Bitcoins and sees what he needs to move and not. <laughs> That only takes, you know, 30 minutes and he's done for the day. And then on After Party, Keisha's like, what's the number that you have to see in his bank account for you to be like, I'm sorry, you do what you do. <laughs> Go ahead and be you. And she says $40,000. But my question, like, I don't care what the amount is. Like, that sounds reasonable or whatever. But I mean, I don't have that. I'm just saying for me not to work and yeah. have that in the bank is like, that's, I can understand that, right? Yeah. But what I can understand is, why haven't you seen this before? If someone is asking you what you need, what's our plan? He's he's probing her all these all this time. Like, tell me how you're feeling. This could easily solve all her problems. Show me the money. That's it. Problem solved. Why is she acting like a baby, man? They need a storyline. This is their only storyline. I don't even know if it's that though. Like, I think this is genuinely her. Get into it. The first time we see them is Noise taking the camera and catches Steve and Sushi taking a mid-morning nap. And she sounds real bitter. <laughs> she sounds real sour. She's like, mm-hmm. this is what they do every day. And I don't get to do this because I'm working. Okay. Whatever. I take a nap every day. <laughs> <laughs> I take a nap sometimes. I don't always take a nap. I always get it back in bed, though. <laughs> I try and take a nap when my baby takes a nap. But sometimes that doesn't work out. Sometimes I actually have to <laughs> So then the next time we see them, Noi and Steve are taking sushi for a bath. It looks like the cousin works, Steve's cousin works at the bath place. I was like, okay, is this his cousin or is he trying to be like, cool, like, cuz. Oh, like slang. I don't know. I think he's. But I'm like, is that a thing on the East Coast? I feel like that's more of a West Coast slang. I think it is his cousin. <laughs> you think that is his cousin? I think so. <laughs> well, I would expect if it was his cousin for him to have a Chiron. It says like ah, Steve's cousin, true. whatever his name is. Mm, maybe so. But he could have just been like, what up, cuz? Yeah, but when you're walking into, like, is that how you greet your, I don't know, someone across the counter from you? No, like, hi, I'm here to give my dog sushi a bath. Not, what's up, cuz? If you a real one like Steve, that's how you talk. Whatever. <laughs> if you cool like that, like Steve. <laughs> Steve's millionaire. Noi says that she wants three kids and she's told Steve she wants three kids and having Steve take on more responsibilities with Sushi will show her if he's ready to be a dad because dogs and children are exactly the same. No, they're not. Noi asks Steve how he likes being a dog dad and he says he's always had dogs growing up. This is not a big deal, but he didn't want the responsibility of having a dog while he was traveling and living his life. And she asks if he wants another one. And he kind of calls her out. He's like, you want another one? (laughs) So I guess we're going to have another one. Uh, But he said if he did pick one, he would like a Labradoodle. And then they show Sushi getting her his bath. And they walk out. And Steve even gets Sushi a new outfit. And Noi says she's happy that Sushi has a dad now. Doodles, the official dogs of Married at First Sight. There's a lot of doodles. They are so cute. My husband showed me a picture of a mini golden doodle. Isn't that what uh, Bao has? Is that what Bao has? I think so. I told him I'm not spending that. Because I can't do that. I cannot do that. I bought my dog for $40. She's the best dog ever. <laughs> Shout out to Sandy Cheek. So then we see this weird scene uh, where Steve and Mark are throwing a football around at the beach and talking about their feelings. 
That's just like we would. <laughs> That's what grown-ups do. Mm-hmm. <laughs> now, a real scene, if this was me and we go to the beach, we're just going to be sitting there and having marked, right? Mm-hmm. Like, I'm not going to the beach. It's dirty. But, <laughs> but you know what I mean? If you wanted a beach scene, why why just make it real? Why are these two grown men throwing a football 10, maybe 10 feet apart? It's just really weird. Anyway, so Mark tells Steve that things are good. They're having good conversations, having hard conversations. But she keeps, uh, she in Lindsay, Lindsay keeps talking about their future, like kids and all that. And he's not there yet whatsoever. Mm-mm. He tells Steve that he doesn't have a job. And um, Lindsay is has been really supportive about that. But, you know, it's still really weird. And Steve tells Mark that it's kind of the same situation where he is. Like, he's not working either, but Noi has to trust that he knows how to get a job and have a job. And she does not do that right now. Apparently, Steve contributes three to four times more than Noi. I thought that was interesting. Right? (laughs) He says there's a perception problem and a future problem. And they need to discuss that. But Noi does not want to talk. Steve says he's done all of these things short of getting a job. You know, he cleans, he cooks, he does all that stuff. And he's wondering if that's all she needs for for her to be happy. And even if he does that, is that going to be enough? If he gets a job, he's going to have less time being creative. And he just wants a plan. He needs to know what she wants. And so, you know, uh, be it a house or vacations, what her future uh, looks like so they can map that out together and mark says that he's in agreement like everything's really uncertain with him as well he's at a place where he likes he likes Lindsay. he likes her a lot but he's unsure if it's enough to say yes on decision day so it's kind of a time crunch for both of them and then they do this thing where they make a bet whoever drops the ball has to go in the water and then they realize that they're only like seven feet apart so neither of them are gonna drop the ball and it's clearly set for Steve to be the one to go into the water as he is wearing swim trunks and no shoes. And mm-hmm. Mark has uh, Air Maxes on and regular <laughs> clothes. He's like, yeah, I'm not, I'm not getting in there. But anyway, Steve drops and he jumps in. Next, we see Steve and Noi taking Sushi for a little potty break. Sushi is wearing that cheetah outfit that... Uh, Steve had purchased for their one year anniversary. <laughs> and that makes it even more weird now that I don't think I knew that Sushi was a boy. So why did he pick Cheetah? <laughs> no. She doesn't seem to mind because he also picked out like a flowery print at the at the store at the the Dog. grooming place before. Yeah. So I don't know. I have no idea. Strange. <laughs> anyway, so they're taking him out to potty. Steve says that they're they have a really good relationship, him and Sushi. It's going really well. And uh, <laughs> that he really uh, attends to Sushi very well. But he still, you know, gags when he picks up poop by hand. So he doesn't like that. They go inside. And he in an ITM, he says that he feels like he's taking on more of the Sushi duties than Noi. Which is interesting because she brought Sushi into this marriage. And she's not doing any of that and she's not doing any household duties either so the same way she feels about him not having a job is the same way he's feeling about her and her contribution to the household she's telling him um what to do okay so then they start cooking 
or kind of, I, I don't even, I wouldn't say they started cooking because Steve she's, is clearly cooking and she's telling him what to do. Micromanaging. During the whole, yeah, during the whole montage of the cooking scene, she's telling him what to do. And they sit down to eat. Looks like they're having, what was it? Like waffles and stuff. Yeah. Breakfast. Um, yeah, breakfast. They have a discussion about splitting up the bathroom chores and the sushi chores and Noi thinks that he should just do it all in the ITM. Noi says that it's always about what she's not doing and not what about he's not doing. So implying that he doesn't have the job, so he should be doing these things. They cut back to her and he's like, nope, let's just split it 50-50. I do one bathroom, you do another bathroom. We split the sushi duties. And she's like, well, you can kiss my ass. And Steve takes that pretty well and he just laughs and how is how is this gone so far? That you know what I mean? Like this is a big jump from honeymoon. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's like why haven't they discussed these issues that are clearly affecting their everyday life? But they're Week just five. Not, yeah. They are not talking whatsoever about these pretty serious issues. Um, in after party though, Noy says that she talks to him like this all the time, that they have this banter and it's just joking and that's why he laughed. But yeah, because I'm like Keisha, that could have definitely went left. Mm-hmm. That's what you're not going to do. <laughs> so in the next scene, it's kind of, uh, what do you call it again? The CCTV? Yeah. The like security cam footage? Yeah, uh, that's what it is, close, uh, close circuit. Yeah, yeah. So they have those cameras going and they pick up a conversation that Steve and Noy are having about life after Married at First Sight. And Noy tells him that she doesn't want to move in with him right away. She's not comfortable combining everything, like apartment-wise or money-wise. She doesn't want to do that. With, and she wants to get to know him first. And he's like, we already live together. We're already married. And why? He keeps asking her why, why, why? And she can't give him an answer. And an ITM Steve says that Noi often doesn't voice her concerns. So he's guessing that this still might be about his job situation. Steve says uh, back... And in the scene, he says that she's not ready to be married if that's the case, which she doesn't want to move in. And she goes back and says that he's blowing it out of proportion and that there's plenty of married couples that live apart. Mm. <laughs> yeah, that means they're separated if they're married and living apart. <laughs> but anyway, and he says that he understands what she's saying, but he thinks it's really weird. And in another ITM, he says that the same way, she feels about his employment is the same way he feels about her commitment level. So you can start seeing these little cracks in these relationships about different issues. Now, here's a scene where I, I really did not like Noi. It's when she's meeting with Sriracha. She's like a completely different person. Even the way she's speaking is mm -hmm. completely different. And which is really like such a ugh, factor for me. I was like, because I'm, I'm the same person in front of my mom, my husband, you... Yeah. So for someone to completely change their vernacular and, and their style of, of speak is just really strange. Very, very strange. Anyway. Like real noise coming out. Yeah. And um, yeah. So Sriracha's like, well, tell me what's going on. And she starts talking about the good parts, right? So Steve, he loves her. He's really sweet to her. He's very attentive. Uh, she explains about the uh, one month anniversary and how he told her he loved her. And Sriracha questions this and says, after a month, he told you he loved you? And she's like, yeah, but that's... She kind of like downplays it. She's like, in Married at First Sight life, that's like two years. But she leaves out the thing that, oh, I told him after three days. 
<laughs> that I was falling in love with him. Exactly. Oh, forgot that part. left that out conveniently. Mm-hmm. She's painting this picture like she wants her not to like him. Ugh, I just don't like that. She tells her that the, the concern she has about Steve is that Steve thinks that their marriage is unbalanced because she doesn't do any of the housework. The way she tells it, it's just really one-sided, though. Like, she makes it a point to say that he doesn't do anything. Like, he's he doesn't have a job, so these should all be his duties. And she she's tired from after working a long day, so she shouldn't have to do any of these things. Even with her own dog, though. That's the right. thing with me. Right. I was like, that's your dog. <laughs> should be your responsibility, exactly. Yes. Yes, completely. She says that Steve did a hypothetical thing where... Um, with chores, he says that he would like to see her do it because he thinks she cannot do it. And Sriracha says that's shady. And she says that here's another hypothetical where he has a job because she doesn't think he can get a job. Um, Sriracha thinks that Steve is feeling emasculated. And that's why he's saying the things that he wants uh, or saying the things that he, he is saying. And, and then she asked about the job situation. What has Steve done about finding a job? What's going on? Does he want a job? And Noi tells her that Steve wants a plan and a talk before he starts his job search or whatever, or, or their plan. Right. And she says, there's no, no, no plan. The plan is that she wants him to have a job, even a part-time job. She would be happy with if he did anything basically, but I think that's a lie. I think I think she would have a problem with, you know, certain positions, but that's my opinion. Absolutely. Agree. In an ITM, Sriracha thinks that Steve needs to find a job for himself, not for Noi, not for his hypothetical kids. He's not happy in their situation. So something needs to change. And the obvious thing to change is that he needs to get a job. Back at the table, Noi says it's hard because she wants to be supportive, but she doesn't want to be in a situation where she doesn't know if he can work. She's uncomfortable combining finances and moving in when she doesn't know if he can hold down a job. And this was confusing to me because she never has said that to him, one, and he got laid off. He didn't lose a job. He didn't quit a job. He didn't. Yeah, it's just they downsized. So he's had a stable work history from what we saw on LinkedIn. So (laughs) why does she have this concern? Yes. And if he's contributing three to four times more than she has, he obviously can fund the lifestyle he wants with the savings he has. Right. So, but the whole point is she doesn't want to start all over again. Uh, She explains that she moved to Boston for a relationship. And when that didn't work out, she had to rebuild her life after that. And she doesn't want to do that again. Okay. So why don't you tell Steve that? Uh, I don't understand why she can voice this to Sriracha and not her husband. I don't know. I don't know why she's so committed to talking to everybody else except mm-hmm. about everything. Yes. Whether it be her friends, her family, the internet. Yeah. <laughs> anybody else. Yeah. She says she needs to see some action from Steve towards finding a job or figuring out his game plan, which is interesting that she said that figuring out his game plan. Well, his game plan includes her and they want to have a talk. So why don't you have a talk so that he can figure out his game plan? But anyway, she needs all that before decision day. Sriracha says that you don't normally date someone like this. And Noi says, nope, I would never date someone like this who didn't have their shit together. And to which she says, okay, so what are you going to do? And that's where they leave off with that scene. 
on the opposite side. Steve is having a conversation with his sister-in-law. Apparently they talk quite a bit, but they haven't talked since Noodlegate or the Noodle Incident, as the sister-in-law is going to refer to <laughs> refer to it. Um, Steve says that things have gone really well. They've had a really perfect one-month anniversary celebration. But the bad is that she doesn't want to move in together after decision day. She keeps putting their and that she keeps putting their business on social media. So apparently, after one of their arguments, Noi posted, "The moment you start to wonder if you deserve better, you do." And then Steve asked, "What was it about?" And if it was about him, and she said no, without any further explanation. <laughs> I hate those uh, people. I hate those people that have to get online and be like passive aggressive and like. Or, or my favorite is pray for me, but don't ask questions. It's like what? <laughs> I hate that. Don't, don't, don't. Yeah, I'm not crazy about that at all. <sighs> anyway, um, yeah. So the sister says it's really clear to her. And I thought this was really perceptive of her. Um, she says that Noi clearly wants space. She has told him outright that she wants space. And now she's pushing him away to create space. So it just sounds like he knows what questions he has to ask and what answers that he wants. And now he just has to communicate that to her. And that's it. That's where we leave off with Steve and Noi. Very interesting. Very interesting. A big turn. Yes. <laughs> big turn of events. So yeah, I don't, I don't know now. It's not yeah. looking so sweet. Not at all. <laughs> I don't know why she just has to be a little kid about everything. Like So immature. It, yeah, I'm like, is it going to kill you to clean a bathroom that you probably don't use? Right? <laughs> or pick up after your dog who you've had for many years <laughs> that you've been doing every day before Steve. Exactly. Exactly. <sighs> so and then she, was even like, she criticized him about that. Like when they came in from the walk and he gave the dog a treat. He didn't make the dog sit first. Which is wrong. He doesn't, he should have to do a task before you give him a treat. You can't just give him treats. <laughs> She's like, well, then you walk the damn dog. Right? Mm -mm. That's the worst. Don't bitch at me to do something and then when I do it, criticize the way I do it. Yeah. Super annoying. I don't All know. right. Let's, let's finish up. Last couple, Mark and Lindsay. Let's, let's, let's hear about this love story. <laughs> well, First things first, there's a battle going on in the shark household. There seems to be a kerfuffle about who is the queen of the castle. Is it Lady <laughs> Lindsay or is it Countess Chloe? We see Mark is in bed and Chloe is uh, on Lindsay's side of the bed. And Lindsay says she's going to have to teach the cat that she is no longer the HBIC anymore. But we'll get back to chloe and Lindsay later <laughs> you know what i think cats are pretty i'm allergic to them so i can never have them but i also if it, even if i wasn't i wouldn't have one because they're so vindictive like i had a friend who didn't like um the new husband or boyfriend that came in and would often um spray on his pillow on his pillow alone on his shoes on his clothes and like this went on for years until they got divorced and then you know the cat stopped doing that. <laughs> But I was like, damn, I never want a cat. <laughs> it's a lot. So I wonder if uh, Lady Chloe has uh, sprayed on Lindsay's stuff. Who knows? So next we see that uh, Mark has come up with an exercise for them sponsored by Expo Markers and Whiteboards, the official sponsor <laughs> of Married at First Sight. Because they <laughs> love fucking whiteboards on this show. I don't know why. <laughs> but they seem to always make a prominent appearance every season. <laughs> 
Indeed. Uh, so he says he wants to make this chore board in a sense where they list out the things that they're going to do for the week. Um, you know, when they're going to do chores, clean, workout, gym, um, whatever they have going on for work. Uh, it'll all be laid out up front every day so they can see what's going on. He tells Chloe that he's trying to make this board to help Lindsay and him, you know, get on the same page and have everything figured out. Um, to this, Chloe just closes her eyes and ignores him. And he says, thanks for the help. <laughs> then we see Lindsay come in with uh, like handfuls of bags and she's got a litter box. <laughs> uh, she's got some melon mochi candy, which like he has any idea what that string of words even means. Uh, he explains to her that he's team boarding. He wants to put together the board where they can write down the stuff they want to do for the week or anything that they want to work on as a couple, as well as get their schedules together. Lindsay seems open to the idea. So the first thing they start discussing is meal prep. Lindsay says that it's something she likes to do. Um, so she's like writing down, you know, the days of the week and then breakfast, lunch and dinner and then lay out her meals kind of that way. Mark says that all his meals are for work and also he doesn't prep dinners. So Lindsay suggests that he be more willing to compromise on this because his schedule is changing right now and you know he's not going to be working but her schedule is super busy. So it would be more helpful for her to not have to think about dinner. So then he asks like what she would want to have for dinner and of course she does the woman thing and says oh I don't know it doesn't matter whatever. <laughs> Um, she says it doesn't have to be anything crazy. They could have yet another pizza night or some chicken or whatever. And I guess Mark's palate is so plain that she can't even fathom him eating broccoli or carrots <laughs> as part of a meal. But he says he'll try, which is strange. It is uh, very strange for a grown ass man. Mm -hmm. It is, but it isn't. <laughs> uh, the next thing they try to tackle is us time or couple time. Mark asks if there's an activity like movie night or a show or something that they want to watch during the week. They decide they want to try to find a show that they can watch together as a couple. But in an ITM, Lindsay says that Mark is very much a stubborn only child and <laughs> he's kind of stuck in his ways. I'm offended as an only child, but whatever. This activity is showing her that he's making space and time for her, which is good. Then they go back to them with the board where Lindsay writes that they need to have unplugged time daily, which means when they're having time as a couple, uh, they need to be away from their phones. No scrolling on IG, no playing Wordle. They need to be intentionally focused on spending time together with each other. She wants his undivided attention. And that's kind of where that scene ends. So next we see they are at the grocery store and Lindsay is off to a running start immediately. She's, she's ridiculous. <laughs> she's asking Mark a thousand and one questions about what he what he does and doesn't like. We already know that Mark is very like steak and potatoes, mm -hmm. salt and pepper only, ranch on mm -hmm. everything kind of guy. So I don't even know why she's bothering to ask him what he likes or if he eats certain things because we already know the answer is no. And it almost seems like it's just another like I don't know if she's intentionally trying to antagonize him. Like she thinks, I know she thinks it's funny, Yeah. but you can clearly see that he's annoyed. Yeah. He's so annoyed. And I don't think she's, that's registering with her, that you're annoying. <laughs> yeah. I don't think so either because yeah, she just keeps, keeps on, keeps on. Mm, um, poking the bear. Yeah. I mean, like we said before, this guy had never had a taco before like two weeks ago and went to Puerto Rico. Like what? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
why didn't you have it there when it was probably good? I don't know. Um, in an ITM, Mark tells us that the budget for groceries is supposed to be $150, but right away, Lindsay is grabbing every fruit and vegetable possible, like to the point where she's tasting and eating the food in the grocery store. So they Mm-mm. have to absolutely buy it. There's no putting it back after you bite it. Mm-mm. And, you know, of course, it's like the more exotic the fruit is or vegetable, the more expensive it is. And we mm-hmm. know that she's environmentally conscious. So I'm sure she's trying to get as much organic, non-GMO, whatever, mm-hmm. non-modified as possible. So, yeah, um, it didn't price, look price like it's going up, yep. up, up, up. I said it doesn't look like they're at Whole Paycheck, a.k.a. Whole Foods, but <laughs> they did have a very extensive produce selection more than, you know, yeah. H-E-B. But Honestly, like, is she going to eat all that in a week? Like, that's a lot. It can spoil. Right. <laughs> it seemed like way too much. Because you know he ain't going to eat it. Yeah. She asked him if he wants to try a Rambutan. I'm not going to lie. I didn't know what that is. I only know what it is because I watched Top Chef. And like two weeks ago, they had an Asian market theme for mm-hmm. the episode. And it's like, um, and somebody used it in one of their dishes. It's like a, like a lychee kind of. Mm. It's like so yeah yeah so you definitely know mark doesn't know what it is no he does not because <laughs> i eat <laughs> right <laughs> the only thing that he seems remotely interested in getting at the store is bacon yeah he got he perked right up with the bacon <laughs> uh, that's when Lindsay says that she's always picked on her girlfriends who have partners that she calls chicken finger men uh, they don't eat anything different they have no palate and just want to eat chicken fingers and macaroni and cheese so it looks like she's jinxed herself because here she is with her chicken finger husband yep um as they're leaving the store they've gone over the budget 40 percent, so they spent an extra 60 dollars. and from what i saw it looked like they only had like two reusable tote bags in the basket mm-hmm. i'm like what the hell did you get for almost 200 dollars? see and this is another thing that pisses me off about Lindsay. you know she always talks about my boundaries, my boundaries, my boundaries. This was a boundary for Mark and she totally disrespected it. Like he is not working. He's concerned about his money. And she intentionally was pushing his buttons and pushing his wallet. And it's not cool. So little hypocrite. Hate it. Just a wee bit. Uh, So next we see Lindsay is shooting some like diary cam footage where she says that Mark is on the outs for her. And she... We've heard that before. (laughs) uh, She wasn't sure if he's going to be able to make it back in. She wanted Mark to take some accountability for his mistake. Then they show us that, like, security CCTV footage of them having an argument where apparently Mark had put, like, two to three hundred dollars worth of clothes in the dryer and essentially ruined them since it's something that probably maybe was dry clean only or something like that. Mm -hmm. Which, it's hard for me to imagine Lindsay has a piece of clothing worth $300. Like, we've seen your clothes, but okay. She thinks, well, she thinks they're fancy. Um, And I will say that I have lost, like, a sweater, like, a favorite item to the dryer where it did not belong. Um, So I do feel her pain in that, but I'm not the type of person who's going to, like, badger my husband. Like, that sucks. I really like this sweater, but it's a mistake. Like, honest mistake. Uh, so back in the diary confessional, Lindsay complained that Mark hadn't followed through on the whiteboard promises or his search for a new job. She says that he's never been consistent and never followed through. Uh, then they show us another security cam clip where they're still arguing. 
And Lindsay is saying that she's following every rule that he put into place, but he's not doing the same thing. Um, She says that, well, she says, quote, I'm furious and he is clueless. He's falling short in every way and he's not giving me any action to show me in any way or form that he cares about me. Then we see another clip uh, where they're still arguing. This time, Lindsay is uh, comparing herself to Chloe. She's jealous. (laughs) She says that if he treated her half as well as he treats Chloe, they'd be great. She says he touches the cat more than he touches her. (laughs) And it closes with her saying that that's no man of mine and that's no friend of mine. So in the next scene, we see that Mark is meeting with his friend of seven years, Erica. Uh, He tells her that for almost five weeks that they've been in this experiment, a lot has happened. He basically explains that he and Lindsay are doing activities together. Um, They're fine. Everything's good. They can have a good time together. But they also are having a lot of these tough conversations where things don't necessarily get resolved. And then they keep rolling over into the next week. They're essentially having the same argument over and over this entire time. Yeah. Um, He also talks about their communication style where Lindsay wants him to be direct with her. But when he does that, she takes it the wrong way. And then that starts a whole nother conflict. Uh, Erica's advice basically is that they need to not hold grudges with each other and both try to give a little bit. She thinks that Mark needs to open up and be honest and not shut down. Mark says he's at a point where he could say he couldn't live without Lindsay and that worries him. So homeboy said, if we part today, we part today. Yep. In the last scene, Uh, Lindsay is saying that it's been rough lately and she and Mark do work together best when they're having fun. So she's contacted the photographer from the wedding and wants to do a shark themed family photo session (laughs) with her, Mark and all five of the cats. Um, Then we see she's gone on Amazon and purchased these like little shark costumes for the cats to wear. It is Uh, a funny idea. It's wacky. Yeah. I don't know how you thought you were going to wrangle five cats for a photo, but (laughs) good luck. Um, But before the photographer arrives, they're going to sit down and have dinner. And it starts the whole evening off on the wrong foot instantly. Mm -hmm. You know, Mark comes in, he has the food and some other stuff. And he sees the cats and he's like, what the hell's going on? Because it's a surprise to him. Um, So they plate the food and it looks like Lindsay has uh, like yellow curry And Mark has like chicken fingers and fries Mm -hmm. because he's a chicken finger man. (laughs) And Lindsay, again, like you were saying before, like won't let up on him. She's forcing him to try her food, even though he's repeatedly telling her no and that he doesn't want to try it. Eventually, he ends up like dipping a fry in the curry because she will not leave him alone. Not respecting his boundary. (laughs) Right. So, yeah, um, Mark is explaining Uh, how he doesn't know whether he wants to continue the marriage after decision day because their marriage and relationship so far has been such a roller coaster, just been so up and down. It's like, is this even worth it? Yeah. Um, And then Lindsay is still saying the same thing. She feels like Mark isn't taking any fault or any blame for their issues. Um, Lindsay says that he's not thinking about what he can do better or where, uh, or what he did wrong. Uh, Lindsay isn't sure that she can put any additional effort into their romance anymore. And then they continue arguing. They start talking about Mark raising his voice during fights. Uh, Mark says he's only raised his voice once. And that's because Lindsay did first. Mm -hmm. And this is when Lindsay tries to grab his arm and hold on to him. And he asks her not to grab him. Uh, So that's 
it for Lindsay. She says she's done, (laughs) storms off into the bedroom to get a jacket so she can leave the apartment. In a voiceover, we hear her say that Mark is quick to disconnect in a conversation. So she was trying to make contact with him by holding his arm, looking into his eyes to like make sure he's really getting the message. So for him to recoil away from her is hurtful to her. She says, I'm talking to a wall and a brick wall is a brick wall. At this point, she's not sure if that brick wall is something she wants to even try to hurdle. Uh, Of course, with perfect timing, the photographer arrives for the cat photo shoot. <laughs> Lindsay still hasn't come back to the apartment. So Mark awkwardly has to do the shoot by himself with the cats. <laughs> so they get started. And in the middle of the shoot, Lindsay actually does come back into the apartment and then immediately goes into the bedroom and tells the photographer kind of in passing that she can just continue on with Mark by himself. She's not going to be taking any photos. Once she's in the bedroom, she starts packing a bag to go back to her own apartment for the night because she's so furious with Mark. She knows that if they talk there, she's going to end up raising her voice and it's just going to be bad. So she'd mm-hmm. rather just get her stuff and get out. In an ITM, says that she doesn't want to be the only one putting in effort. She needs to hear from him whether he wants her to be there or not. They try to talk things out and, uh, well, the photographer has kind of excused herself at this point. So they're trying to talk it out. Um, Lindsay says that you keep pushing me away. You keep doing things where you're, you know, not invested. Like you don't do anything. You don't try hard. You don't try at all. Like basically. And Marcus says, fine. I, I don't do anything. You're right. Do you feel better? I'm admitting it. <laughs> and an ITM Mark says that he hates how Lindsay always comes from such a negative place. And that's made it really difficult for him to try to change. He says that their fights are the same every time. Uh, Back in the apartment, Mark says that they've already arranged for the photo shoot. So, you know, at this point, do you want to participate? Lindsay says, do I want to pretend like I like you? No, I don't. And Mark says, then don't. But we've already (laughs) have somebody here. We're taking time out of her schedule. You know, we already had this plan. Do you just want to do the stupid cat pictures? And Lindsay says, well, she'll do it if he wants her to do it. And he says he would like for her to be in the photos. Um, so then the photographer comes back. I don't know what the hell Lindsay was doing outside. Like the whole back of her dress is like wet or like stained. There's stains on the front. Like, I don't know. Oh. Like she like sat in a put like a huge puddle. Yeah. Well, I know they went to the roof, according to After Party. Mm. She goes to the roof and talks with Olajuwon. So, yeah, she came back looking rough. So she, like, has to change outfits. Um, you know, she puts on, like, a little orange number, and they get the cats all together. They take a couple photos. They turn on the bubble machine for the cats. It looks cute, though. It looks cute. Uh, and then, eventually, the photographer asks if they want to do, like, a couple's photo. And Lindsay, like, plays it off and is like, mm, you ask him. And he says, sure. Yeah. yeah." And so the photographer's like, okay, we'll sit next to each other like you like. Cuddle up. Yeah. (laughs) They do. And, you know, they take, put on their fake faces and smile for the camera. In a voiceover, you know, we hear Mark saying that he realizes that Lindsay's always in a good mood when they do activities together. But once that's over, it just goes (laughs) straight back to her being pissed off. (laughs) Communication wise, it doesn't work. And he wonders if it ever will. And that's kind of where they ended. Not looking good. Not so much. But when did it ever? They are constantly just up and down, up and down, up and down. Also, I didn't realize uh, three of the five cats look exactly the same. <laughs> I guess I never paid attention. <laughs> yeah, I, maybe I thought it was the same one. 
But when they showed him like the family picture with all five of them, I was like, oh, that's because they all look, they're all orange and white. <laughs> and then the other two are black. And then one has the dumb haircut. Yeah. Is that Chloe? Yeah. Of course it is. Only the best. That's insane. Yeah, they're a hot mess. And I don't foresee this getting any better because they clearly can't communicate. With simple things like, even though she gripped him Mm -hmm. to, to like what she said, like stare at his eyes and make that connection. And the recoil, like she could have said, you know, why that pissed her off. Like why she was gripping him. Why, you know, and he, he could... I guess Mark doesn't have it in his vocabulary to say, that's my boundary. Please don't touch me. Like, we're having an argument. Don't grab me. Yeah. And he doesn't have the vocabulary to say, I've told you no. That's my boundary. And you're forcing me to do something I don't want to do. So all these things, you know, he can't pause and articulate why he's feeling the way he's feeling. And then even with something as clear as, do you want to take this picture? Do you want me to take this picture? She clearly wants him to say, "I please take this picture with me. I want you in this picture. And he can't say it. And she's waiting to hear it. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? So even something as simple as that is so off. So off. This is never going to get resolved. And I'm glad the experts are coming. Finally. I feel like the experts should have been uh, coming in more frequently with these couples but finally we get to see him this next episode and it's gonna be juicy this is the one where dr pepper's gonna pop off yes elijah Wan, you was talking that shit and we saw you i bet you she's been yeah she has all her notes in her head she's ready to go off on him <laughs> she said oh say it to my face then say it to my face <laughs> awesome can't wait yeah it should should be good should be good all right well that's the show that's the show thank you so much for tuning in you can continue the conversation on our social media on instagram we are at cheese mcqueens podcast and on twitter we are at cheese mcqueens igby live tweets the episode every wednesday so join her there because it's always a good time if you have any cheese myth, go ahead and DM us that news because we're all about it. Anything else, Digby? No. Um, are you did you watch Australia? I don't where do I watch that? It came on after. No, I didn't watch that. Oh. <laughs> yeah, they just started a new season of Married at First Sight Australia. So now oh. it's like six hours of Married at First Sight on Wednesday nights or something Jeez. ridiculous. You know what they got rid of? That G what's G G G Life with G show? That only lasted like three episodes or something. Do you, I know people. Well, I don't. I don't care if it moved to a different time slot, but maybe that's oh, it. Oh, I have no. Maybe that. Maybe it did. I have no idea. I know people thought it was exploitive and such, but I saw yeah. a couple. Of, I didn't think it was very exploitive. Anyway, I thought that was interesting. Considering what we watch, yeah, <laughs> yeah. So there's that. <laughs> anyway, remember to rate, review, subscribe, and share our podcast so other chismosas can find us. And yeah, that's it. We'll see you later. Oops, I said it. (laughs) Sorry. Bye, y'all. Just gotta step on my lines, man. (laughs) Go ahead. Say it. See ya. (laughs) Bye.